0: Welcome to the astonishing and unexpected adventures of Ace Tucker Space Trucker! Last time on Ace Tucker's Space Trucker. After the horrific wreck, Ace Tucker wakes as crash gel is dissolving all around him. Ace leaves the cockpit and heads to the sick bay to check on Elvis Presley. Come on, Elvis, let's get you up and at him. Ace throws Elvis over his shoulder and walks through the back entrance into the mansion. Ace makes his way upstairs, then stops cold when he hears a commotion coming from behind the closed doors at the top of the stairs. Hank, is that you? It's me, Ace! I'm gonna open the door, but you have to calm down, okay? I don't want any more trouble. I've got Elvis with me. He's hurt and we need to get him into the master bedroom. Access granted. Long live the king. There. Dead center in the room is a pristine, bright purple 1959 Cadillac Eldorado Biarritz convertible. Are you gonna put his hands on the steering wheel, or do I have to bite you? <laughs> damn nuts off? Alright, alright, alright. Here goes.
1: Oh, wait. Alright, man. Uh, here we go. Hey, hey, man. Uh, buckle up, buttercup.
0: As soon as the caddy's tires hit the well-manicured lawn, Elda slams on the brakes, putting it into a power slide that chews up grass and throws dirt everywhere. Oh, I think I'm gonna puke, <laughs> When Ace's nausea subsides, he gazes at the chaos surrounding him. Um... A crashed helicopter sits busted and smoking in front of Graceland. Elvis impersonators are running wild, fighting with police and each other. (laughs) A crater the size of a washing machine smolders in the corner of the property from where Ivan's Dazzler exploded a few hours ago. If any of this is new to you, go back and listen to the previous episodes. We gotta keep moving here. Anyway, near the smoldering Dazzler crater, Ace sees a familiar face wrestling with an Elvis impersonator dressed in a rhinestone-encrusted jumpsuit. It is April Massey, the foul-mouthed KFC cashier. She is dragging the impersonator by the arm towards the exit and scolding the man like he was a petulant child. Oh, oh man! Uh, hey, hey, April! Hey, Ace! Why the hell are you dressed like a stripper cop? Yum. Yeah, never mind. Uh, what are you doing here? Oh, uh, you know, just trying to get my dip. Brother here from going to jail, that's all! Oh! Yeah! Ow, Barry, ow! The punk show got canceled. Billy kept raising hell about a monkey hitting him in the nose. I figured you guys just got into some kind of a fight. He's kind of a dick, so I wouldn't blame you. I figured you just split after you popped him one. But Billy wouldn't shut up about the monkey. He went nuts! No one would believe him! One thing led to another, and the bartender had to call the cops. Only the cops told him they weren't coming because of a bunch of Elvis impersonators that are riding in front of Graceland. And I knew my dick brother would have to be there. I just knew it! Oh, come on! So, I come on down here and sure as shit, here's Barry! You don't understand, sis! Elvis needs our help! No way, Jose! How much weed did you smoke today? What the hell is wrong with you, Barry? A freaking police helicopter just crash-landed at Graceland. We need to get the hell out of here. Oh! I'm not sure they can help it. What? The impersonators. I don't think they can help themselves. Come on, let me show you something. Ace turns to lead April back towards Elvis and the 1959 Cadillac Eldorado Biarritz, But they are gone. What? What the? Wh- where'd it go? Where'd what go? The Cadillac. The Eldorado beer Ritz! It was right here! Right over there where those three Elvis impersonators are pummeling that cop! Dude, are you smoking reefer too? What the hell is going on here tonight? Well, I gotta go! Barry! Get back here! Barry! Stop! Damn it! You bag! April, wait! Ace runs after April around to the back of the mansion just in time to see Barry tearing off for the field where Betty had crashed back in Episode 7. And there, Ace sees a purple Cadillac Eldorado beer approaching a floating rectangle of light with a ramp coming out of it. Whoa, that's Betty! She's still cloaked, but Ivan's got the loading doors open! The caddy is driving into the cargo bay! Just then, the Dazzler switches off its holographic projection, revealing a hovering eighteen-wheeler with cartoon rocket nacelles extended from its back trailer. Betty, in all her stunning glory. <gasps> Holy! That's that's impossible! Jesus Christ! What the hell is there? And to make things worse, Agent Calhoun, the bad-tempered FBI agent, comes running out of nowhere and tackles Ace. Calhoun pins Ace to the ground with shocking efficiency, leaving Ace temporarily dazed. Got you, spaceman! You ain't going nowhere! Hey, man! Get off of him! Get off! Get off! Get off! Get get As the three wrestle in the most undignified way, Ace feels the hairs on the back of his neck begin to rise. His stomach knots up as a bright blue beam surrounds himself, Agent Calhoun, and April. A split second later, the three begin to inch off the ground. Ivan had hit them with Betty's grappling beam. Can't move! What's that smell? It's like a sweet, sugary scent. Oh man, I always heard you're not supposed to use these grappling beams on living beings for the risk of brain damage. I hope my brain isn't melting right now. 10 seconds later, the grappling beam disengages and Ace, April, and Calhoun drop in a pile on the floor of Betty's cargo bay next to Elvis's purple Cadillac. The caddy rests unoccupied with the top down in the dead center of the cargo bay, surrounded by stacks upon stacks of Mustache supernova stage gear. Amplifiers, PA speakers, lighting rigs, sound monitors, and various stage equipment have all been pushed away to form a perfect circle around the Cadillac. Four long cables run from the caddy's engine into the wall near a computer access panel. But Ace doesn't have time to figure out why. Because April and Calhoun are absolutely losing their s*** right now. Oh! What What the hell? April, try to stay calm. Try to stay calm. We're safe. We're safe. Whoa, what is that? Feels like riding a fast moving elevator that just shot up 40 floors in under a second. Oh man, I know what that is. Ivan must have punched the engines, and Betty is rocketing skyward. We're headed into outer space. What? 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 The hell are you- what? What, are you what the hell? What? 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 The the, what, the what? Hell? Hell? what? 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 What's that in their necks? Oh man, that's a sleepin' all X14 sedative dart. A high-grade animal tranquilizer. Betty, did you just trank these people? Yes. Their adrenaline, cortisol, and norepinephrine levels were extremely elevated. The male subject was about to have a stroke and the female was on the verge of a psychotic break. I diluted the sedative, so they are sleeping comfortably now. I will monitor them and make sure they are okay. Well, I'm not just gonna leave them here in the damn cargo bay. Ace picks up April and flings her over his shoulder and brings her to sick bay. Then does the same with Calhoo. When he is satisfied the two are safe in their med cots, Ace storms out and straight for the cockpit. There he finds Ivan, sitting in the pilot seat with his long Chimpanzee fingers draped over the steering wheel. Elvis Presley is sitting in the co-pilot seat, and Hank the Basset Hound lays between the two on the floor. On the heads-up display at the front of the cockpit, there is a picture of Mary Ann, the sweet Kansas farm girl from Gilligan's Island. And the three of them seemed to be in a very heated argument. Yeah, I'm telling you Elvis, she had no right to be there. Oh, what do you mean no right? She was there for a three-hour cruise. Okay, right, a three-hour cruise, yeah, yeah, with a millionaire, a movie star, and a professor. All people who obviously have money and can afford a three-hour pleasure cruise. What the hell kind of money does Marianne have? What was her job? Yeah, she was some kind of a store clerk or something, wasn't she? She was a farm girl from Kansas. Oh, yeah, right. A farm girl. What the heck was a farm girl from Kansas doing on a cruise with millionaires and movie stars?
1: Oh, 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 my... uh. I'll tell
0: you what. Sabotage. What? Yeah, think about it. Everyone else had the reason to be on the boat. Gilligan and the Skipper were working, the Hows were out for a pleasure cruise, same as the Professor, and just like Ginger, who was a freaking movie star by the way, all people who have enough money to pay for a three hour cruise, how the hell would a farm girl from Kansas have the kind of dough to rub elbows with these kind of people, she wouldn't. She was there for another purpose. She was there to sabotage the minnow and make sure they got shipwrecked. Oh, wait a minute, mine. It was a
1: storm that got them shipwrecked. (laughs) Yeah,
0: so? She's from Kansas. She knows how to read meteorological signs and predict when a storm is coming. I bet she did something to make sure the tiny ship was tossed. Listen, man, the skipper is a pro sailor. He's a salty dog who's lived his whole life on the sea. He would have been able to steer clear of that storm and return them safe to port. Unless, sabotage. Uh, yeah,
1: man, but uh, yeah, why would she do that? Why, why maroon them on that island? Oh, yeah, man?
0: Well, that's the real question, isn't it? But I don't trust that cute suka. Ahem. <laughs> <laughs> Gilligan's Island again? Yeah, Ace, care to weigh in on this? No, then I wouldn't. But I'll tell you what I would like to know, <laughs> damn it. What the <laughs> is going on here? What do you mean? What do you mean, what do I mean? Elvis, you didn't tell him? Oh, uh, hey, man. He jumped
1: out of the caddy before I had a chance, remember? Oh, <laughs> Don't look at me, monkey man. I was just worried about keeping the king safe. I didn't know you guys were on the up-and-up.
0: Alright, up. <sighs> let's go to the kitchenette, Ace. You're gonna want to have a drink when you hear this. After a quick trip to the kitchenette, where Ace loads up a small portable cooler with Bayer, he follows Ivan, Elvis, and Hank into the cargo bay. Yeah, so as soon as the caddy emerged from the tunnel, it and Betty established some sort of ad-hoc recovery network and were automatically drawn together. That's some sort of failsafe that has to do with the Valdovian tech in both machines. Once it got into the cargo bay, Betty physically connected her entire operating matrix to the caddy via these hyper running from the walls into the caddy's engine.
1: Oh yeah, man. The caddy's got one hell of a repair system on board. Uh, it's what jump-started my nanobots, too. That shiny jerk fried them pretty good. But once I
0: touched the caddy, the bots got rebooted uh, from a reboot signal. And they fixed me up. Good as new. Yeah, man. Nanobots? Right. Ivan said he detected the microscopic robots in your bloodstream when we first brought you aboard after you were shot. Wow! That spot on your side that looked like black melted plastic
1: is gone! Oh, yeah, man. Oh, uh, they're seventh generation nano-cyber systems modulated by Higgs replicating quantum fluctuators, man. Oh, man. Well, they work though, to repair all living tissue and enhance my, my track
0: balls or fizers and, and my living sixter logs and, and everything that runs through the tissue isolators. And then uh, and sometimes they go straight up into the stinker on Jeez, and then, and then
1: go,
0: what is this guy all talking, talking about? At mm. least this beer is starting control. to kick and in. It's been too long since I had a nice tug of Dark Star beer. Wait, what did he just say? Sorry, what's that? You're gonna have to start over. What the hell did you say was built into this car? Oh, yeah, man. It's a super secret
1: experimental time machine from the future. Well, man. Uh Uh-huh. And how'd you get it? Oh, my. All right. Let me start from the beginning, okay?
0: All right. So, on the day I faked my death, Two extraterrestrials from the future appeared outside of Graceland. Uh, they were all starry-eyed and giddy at first, you know, man. Uh, they kept going on and on about my destiny among the stars, uniting the cosmos, bringing peace to galactic systems, weird stuff like that. Oh, man, I thought they were just coked-out superfans at something. You know, I, I was kind of cranky uh, because I had to take a monster dump and was on my way to the John. I just didn't have time for that kind of jibber-jabber, man. Oh... So I told him to get off my land. Oh man. But then, one of the ETs used something called a mind tap to show me the future. In the year
1: 2384, a Valdovian working as a delivery boy for a sandwich shop named Zimizan invents a device that allows him to deliver a customer's food before they even order it. Although simple in its design, able to only travel 30 minutes into the past, the device makes Zimizan's motto, outlandishly expeditious, more on the nose than anyone could have dreamed. It revolutionizes food delivery and the galaxy itself. Now, simply having the intention to order could result in fast, delicious sandwiches showing up at your door in the hands of a smiling Zimizan employee. Zimizan's becomes the biggest company in the Milky Way and begins looking for expansion opportunities. They decide to take the plunge by entering the neighboring market of the Andromeda Galaxy. Zahn Zimison, founder and CEO of Zimison's, makes the first delivery himself. It is a complete disaster. The Greys, a species of sandwich-hating humanoids, take Zimison's sudden appearance as an act of war. They kidnap and torture him, gleaning enough information to build their own rudimentary time machine and they use it to wage war across various points of time and space throughout the Milky Way. Millions die. Valdovian scientists eventually create an even better time machine, giving the Milky Way a giant lead in the temporal war. At the same time, the Greys begin work on a weapon of temporal mass destruction. In a last-ditch effort to prevent the Grays from getting their hands on the superior technology, the new super-advanced Valdovian time drive is hidden somewhere no one would ever think to look for it. 20th century Earth.
0: Tune in next time for another installment of Ace Tucker, Space Trucker.
1: For access to
0: all the music used in this episode, as well as Ace Tucker Space Trucker merchandise and uncensored versions of episodes, visit acetuckerspacetrucker.com.